Today on The Digital Week, we're tackling fake news. Joining me in the discussion today is the Chair in the PwC, Chair in the Digital Economy, Professor Marek Kowalkowicz. Welcome, Monica. Welcome, fake news. <laughs> Running marathons, eating ice cream. I did run a marathon today in the morning. Hashtag sure. fake news. <laughs> also joining us in this discussion is our esteemed colleague, Professor Michael Roseman. Hi, uh, Monica. How are you uh, going? Fake news today? Uh, well, I tried parachuting this morning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag fake news. I've been sitting quietly reading novels from the 16th century. <laughs> Hashtag Fake news, fake, fake news, news, right. So, fake news, it's everywhere. Why? What is fake news? Well, fake news is, is, is the huge phenomenon, huge phenomenon that huge we're seeing at the phenomenon. moment, <laughs> which is basically a case where beliefs and emotions are more important for individuals than facts, and that it in, in itself allows for news to spread. Okay, so Michael, now in the digital economy, why is hashtag fake news a phenomenon? How does it become a phenomenon? Uh, I think what we see in the digital economy, you've got multiple channels. Everybody can be a producer of news. In the old days, only trusted sources produced news. Fake news was maybe less of a problem. But mm. today, when everybody becomes a journalist, we don't know, do I trust you or not? And the second one is news spreads so quickly. So the impact of the news, true or not, is massive very quickly. So clearly, what we're looking for now is detectors, right? So where's the fake news detector? Yeah, if I only thought about technology at the moment, I guess what, we're, what we really need is a way of assessing how truth a piece of news, how truth a material is. I would call it a truth rank. Mm. And this is a huge opportunity. Whoever creates a truth rank that works, this is a new billion dollar or maybe trillion dollar industry. So you don't think me just going, Alexa, tell me no fake news would work? Do we that, have the technology already for that? That might be true or, or you would just say, hey, Alexa, is what I'm hearing true? Mm. Right? Could I, could I? So we might have some technology to verify some basic facts, but, but, but this is just infancy. Yeah. And I think what we see this going is, at the moment we've got search engines, in the future we've got qualification engines. That's right. Mm. It's not just finding facts, but wanting to know are uh, the piece of information I just consumed true or not. Qualification engines do not exist, but I'm with you, Murray. This is That's a big, right. big industry in the making. That's right. And in, in 20th century, we had a, a very standard model, producers of news and then consumers of news, right? And if there were any fake news, you would blame the producer and say, I'm not going to trust this particular source. What we're seeing right now... So, sorry, just to go back to that very yeah. 20th century model. So the producer, you would say, is like the newspaper. That's right. right? That's so the brand, whoever was that newspaper, I don't read that because I know it's mostly fake news. Exactly, okay. exactly. In 21st century, we're having cases where we're blaming platforms that allow for fake news to spread. So this is why Zuckerberg now has to explain how and why Facebook is allowing for spread of fake news. So that shift of blame is what we're seeing. But maybe, to the platform, maybe right? on this one, I think what happens is we just have this multi-touch process. So we have someone who produces content, mm. someone who distributes content. In between, people press a like it button, they might endorse, they might comment. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got finally the consumer. And of course, the assessment, fake or not, is in the hands of, of everyone. But in the old days, it was two touch. I produce and you read. That's right. Which has hence now produced this interesting model for platforms like Facebook, where they're actually commissioning truth-telling news with credibility and some sort of verification to go into their networks. Correct. Okay. I think what we've seen, we produce big pipelines, big distribution channels, and they're looking for content. And news, of course, is one big content. So the conversation we have between big pipeline providers, the Facebooks of the world, uh, with trusted 
uh, non-fake news producers like credible journals. It's a massive, massive industry. Uh, and we see even first signs, similar to what we see with Netflix, that dedicated content, not fake news content, will be produced for those channels. So what's the implication for the consumer? What's the implication for corporates that are listening today? What's the implication for governments trying to exercise public good and create policy? There are some fairly standard things that we need to keep thinking about, which is how do I prevent fake news from spreading when I'm mm. a platform? How do I react if fake news about me is spreading? But then again, you know, this is not something that, that we've only discussed, been discussing for the past couple of years. It's been around for a while. Uh, but there's also a role for completely new jobs or new services, like being a news curator, right? I could be paid for verifying whether this is true or not, which comes back in a way to what I told, I like told you about the truth rank. Fact check, right? That's so right. we've had fact check yeah. for a while here in Australia. Um, the ABC was running it, and it was a way that, you know, if someone made a statement, they could, they could check quite quickly. So fact, the whole category of fact checking potentially could be higher. Yeah, there are two types of, of how we detect this. So one could be really crowd-based. It's a bit mm. like the eBay mechanics. Eh? Yeah, so, so Wikipedia, I, right? That's right. Yeah. So we, we have uh, uh, the crowd who inserts trust. Trust into people, products, or, or news. The second one, maybe even bigger, is, is any sort of artificial intelligence. Mm. If I tweet that 50 billion people live in China, any AI machine would say, that's not true. Yeah. I don't need humans to say this. That's right. Um, and so a lot of fake news is fact uh, intensive news. In fact, mm -hmm. probably could be checked. So we could see that the detection engine of the future uh, is completely automated. And within milliseconds, your piece of content is qualified as fake news. Mm. Could that be a Microsoft Word plugin where I just type in the text and rather than doing only spell checking, it could also be doing truth checking? Absolutely, absolutely. So this will be big business. Now, everybody might not want this, um, mm. but I'm, I'm totally with you. We see similar to web page ranking, truth ranking as an entire new multi-billion dollar industry. Mm. Mm. Awesome. So the truth ranking on my Google, I'm looking out for that sometime soon. And software engineers out there, I'd be looking for ways to write algorithms that are going to be quick sentiment truth detectors. And platform distributors, how am I going to source authentic things that, so I do have a reputation for being hashtag not a fake news provider. That's right. Thank you for your time today, guys. That's been awesome. Pleasure. See pleasure. you next week. I will do some Tai Chi on the weekend. I'll go for another half marathon mm. this time. <laughs> Today. I really think I might open a Jane, you know, a novel from the 16th or 17th <laughs> century. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs>